0: You're listening to The Peak Podcast with me, Christina Roman. We're having real, intimate conversations about the interconnectedness of life. Join us as we discuss big topics like intuition, personal mastery, and emotional wellness, and why they matter for you. Hey, welcome back to The Peak Podcast. I am podcasting for the first time in my new place, so welcome. And I am about to head to Columbia in a few short hours for a month to go hang out with my mom. So I figured why not while rushing to pack do a podcast episode, you know, you know how that goes. Um, so anyway, I wanted to build on one of the previous podcast episodes, which is called How to Change the Way You Think About Productivity and Time Management. And so if you haven't listened to that episode yet, I highly recommend giving that a listen because a lot of what I talk about today is going to build off of that. But quick, quick recap is that I have a freebie called How to Get Into a Deep Work State. You guys are welcome to download that at peakcoaching.co slash deepworkstate. And we're running Facebook ads to that. And it's been such an interesting experiment. So when people get the Facebook ad, they can click over to the freebie, download the freebie. And then they get an additional optional question. That's what's the number one thing you're struggling with in your life right now. I'll fill you guys in at the end of this episode about more of the stats around all of that if you have a bit of a business mind and like to see behind the scenes of a business. I always think that's super fun. But in the meantime, I wanted to answer more of the questions that I get from that optional survey. And I thought that this would be really beneficial for you guys as well. You seem to like the last round. And so... If you relate to any of the issues that people present with, then just listen to the feedback that I give them. See if you can apply it. And then if you need additional help, obviously feel free to reach out to me, hello at petecoaching.co. So somebody says that they have trouble with getting started, staying on task, and perfectionism. So when I respond to people in my follow-up emails, I've been adding the note that says getting super specific will help me give you the most tailored recommendations, but it will also give you really valuable information for yourself. So I realized that people were often reluctant to respond back because they feel like they're just answering my questions. But what I really want to show them is this is questions you should be asking yourself. That's the value of this. So the questions that I asked this person are, one, what thoughts stop you from starting? So when you think about starting, what are the blurts? And blurts are basically those little thoughts that just crop up seemingly out of nowhere that stop you. So paying attention to those is the first step on starting. My second question, what distracts you from staying on task? So when you sit down to do the deep work state in 15 minutes, what happens in those minutes that threatens to to derail you. So it might be that you get an email. It might be that you get a text. Somebody comes into the room, your children, your significant other. It might be that you decide to get on Facebook. Just paying attention to what distracts you is really valuable information. And then lastly, where does perfectionism show up in your life? I don't know who to give credit to for this idea, but I love the idea that perfectionism is just fear. So if you are scared of something being imperfect, Fundamentally, you're just scared. And so if you spend all your time editing and tweaking and perfecting it, you never actually have to deal with the potential discomfort, rejection, humiliation, anything like that if you keep yourself constantly in the process of perfecting things. So if you're a perfectionist, pay attention to that. What are you most scared of? How can you paint a picture for your worst case scenario? Or in Tim Ferriss' words, how can you fear set so that you understand what's keeping you in a cycle of perfectionism? You guys can't see that I'm doing so many hand gestures right now. I'm very animated. So I'll just have to show you with my voice. Somebody else says that their number one challenge is finishing what they start. I had a client recommend the book Finish by John Acuff. I haven't read it yet, but you might be interested in checking it out. But make sure that you actually finish the book. (laughs) Haha. Okay, I made myself laugh with that one at least. So the other thing that I said to this person, I'm getting pretty blunt in these emails, was here's my challenge to you. Use the freebie as a meta experiment. You subscribed, got the email, opened it, but didn't actually click the freebie. What stopped you from opening it and using it? How you answer this question will give you so much insight into what's stopping you in other areas of your life too. Reply back to me with your answer and I'll send over recommendations. So I've just decided to be so direct. I did a values exercise recently from... The podcast episode that I did with Liz, I did that values exercise. And one of my top values is directness. And so, basically, what I wanted to show this person is this little freebie is symbolic of a lot of other things that are happening in your life. I don't really believe the quote, How you do one thing is how you do everything. It just doesn't resonate with me. But at the same time, I do think that you can get really valuable information by the way you show up in all the little areas of your life. This person hasn't responded, which is part of the rant that I'm gonna get into later. It's a peaceful rant though, but this person's potential response could be, I was really ambitious, I thought that this would work, but then when push came to shove, I didn't wanna implement it. That's gonna give you a lot of information. They might say that I downloaded it and filed it away to get to later. My friend was just telling me that she does that all the time. So if you actually revisit it, or if you actively consciously decide that it's not for you, that's one thing. Totally understand that. And I think that that for sure happens. But if it's just a matter of, well, it wasn't top of mind because I didn't make it top of mind, then that's another issue altogether. So if you are that person who downloads stuff, doesn't take action on it, and wonders why it didn't work, then I just recommend that you ask yourself, what got in the way here? Okay, I love this one number one struggle. Others in my home being dependent on me too much because I didn't teach them to do minimal duties. This makes me laugh because this person is partially taking responsibility, but also pushing off responsibility at the same time. So here were my questions to this person. One, how does them being dependent on you show up? For example, do you allow yourself to get interrupted? Do you end up just taking over the task that you assigned to them, etc.? Number two, What is the cost to you of letting it go on like this? What are you passing up in your own life? And three, what stops you from putting a stop to it? That requires you to get so honest with yourself. And the answer might be, I don't want to upset them. That's often the answer. I think it's harder to teach them than it is to just do it myself. I totally understand that one. Or it might be something like, I secretly really want to feel needed. And understanding that about yourself is going to help you change it, right? If you don't understand it, you can't change it. Awareness is always the first step. I am reading the book Indistractable, which was recommended by Nate on the podcast episode about behavioral economics, which I'll link to in the show notes. And in the book, there's this amazing concept that I just love, which is you can't call something a distraction unless you know what it's distracting you from. So if this person is like, I'm always being interrupted, I'm always being distracted, but they don't know what they're headed towards, they don't know their compelling reason for staying focused, it's so much easier to get distracted. This person says that their number one challenge is focusing and prioritizing work throughout the day in order to reach time sensitive deadlines. I would just like to point out the hilarity of the fact that there's It asked for the number one challenge, and this person gave two answers, which a lot of people do, but I just think it's funny in the context of this where you're talking about not being able to prioritize. So just a little bit of good-natured humor there. I totally only say this because I get it. I get it with me, and I get it with my clients as well. So here's what I said. One, as you do the deep work method in the freebie, what things most threaten to derail your focus? So you might not notice a common thread that I'm always going to refer people back to that freebie. One, because I think it works, but also if it doesn't work, we can get valuable information about why it didn't work. Then part two of my question is, do you have a mechanism in place for determining what's high versus low priority? If not, I have a resource for you. So if you guys are not familiar, there's something called the time management matrix. I believe that it was created by Eisenhower and it was made popular by Stephen Covey in his book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. It is a four-block matrix, and it has important, not important on one side, and urgent, not urgent on the other side. And so what it helps you do is to divide out your to-do list into one of four different quadrants. So something can be important but not urgent, important and urgent, let's see, not urgent, not important, or not urgent and important, I'm pretty sure I got that right. But anyway, it's if you're a visual person, definitely um, hit me up and I can send you the matrix. So if you just email hello at PeteCoaching.co, I'll send you one that has a blank template, but also a little template with some ideas about what tasks might go in each box. But the idea here is that you're going to treat each of those four different types of tasks very differently. So for a task that is urgent and important, you want to do it. For a task that is important but not urgent, you wanna schedule time for it and you wanna increase that activity over time. For a task that's not important and not urgent, you should work on a plan to get rid of it. So if it's like checking your stats on social media, probably wanna dump that one. Send me an email, grab the template, it's all gonna make so much more sense when you see it in front of you, but it's a really, really good way to prioritize and understand the importance and urgency of your different tasks. Okay, this person said that their number one challenge is putting all of the things that they have to do into a daily workable system. Here are my questions. I said, number one, do you know everything that has to get done? It seems like a silly question, but so many people try to create a system without knowing what they actually need to get done. Number two, of the things you need to do, do you know what's high versus low priority? Which leads us back to that time management matrix. Number three, If you do already have a plan in place, what's making it not workable for you? Okay. This person said, I have so many balls to juggle and so much to do that I get overwhelmed and end up doing nothing. I said, first of all, let me remind you that this is not unique to you. You are not alone, but this is totally solvable. So start here. Number one, get crystal clear on what your number one priority is and why is it number one? Number two. If you're being honest with yourself, does your time, energy, and money align with that thing? Number three, for everything else on your plate, decide if you'll dump, delegate, or delay it. Don't let yourself get away with anything that's not one of those three options. Okay, last one here. I have some quotes on my website that show where people are right now, and it says, I have no idea where my time goes. I don't know what the solution is. I can't focus. I'm not sure what to do next, and I'm so overwhelmed. And then I paint a picture of what the after looks like, which is I know where my time goes. I can focus. I know my priorities. So somebody responded, and they just copied and pasted all of the before picture and just said, all of this is me right now. So don't know where my time goes. Don't know what the solution is. Can't focus. Not sure what to do next. So overwhelmed. So I also said to this person, you're not alone. Totally solvable. For this person, I recommended a time-tracking spreadsheet. So you do it for one week to understand where your time is going. The first step is always creating awareness before we implement any changes. So you might be saying, I have no time. But when you do the time tracking, you might become aware that you actually have plenty of free time. You're just wasting it away with different things. Or you might understand that your time is not at all aligning with your priorities. But we have to be able to track that before we can change it. Okay, if you've listened this far, thank you so much. And now you get to hear my rant. So this is a interesting rant for me to do. And I've wanted to make sure that I'm in the right headspace to record this because I don't want it to come across as whiny or annoyed or frustrated or judgmental. And so I've sorted through all of that in my mind of coached myself on this topic. And what I want to make really clear up front is that I choose the actions that I take in my business for me. They are for sure to help people and to benefit people. But when I think about taking actions, I make sure that I'm taking it in a way that feels like it aligns with my priorities and my values. So being direct, being transparent, being responsive, standing out from other people by adding a personalized custom touch. And so I say all that because I'm about to tell you what I do and then what the results have been of that but I wanted to take full responsibility for the actions that I choose to take. All right, a little caveat out of the way here. Let's do this. (laughs) Rant ready. So I just jotted down a bunch of notes. I personally email every single person that signs up for my email list. I make a note of their actions. Have they opened my email? Have they clicked the freebie? Have they answered my one question survey? Then I reach out to them one-on-one. If they haven't opened the email and they haven't clicked the freebie, I send them the link again and I remind them that it's still available to them. If they have opened the freebie, I check in. How's it going? Have you had a chance to implement it yet? What's up? What's threatening to derail you? And then if they answer the one question survey, as you've seen, I personally respond and give follow-up recommendations that are very personalized to their problem. So here's my rant. I said, do you know how many times I've gotten a personalized email from an email list that I signed up for when I downloaded somebody else's freebie and got on their email list? Zero. Never once have I gotten a personalized email. And I sure as shit have never gotten a personalized email that had a custom response to my challenge that I say I'm most struggling with. I said, do you know how many people respond, say thank you, answer my follow-up question, ask for additional support, or sign up for a mini session? So few. You guys know from listening to the podcast that I really love and admire Ramit Seti. His style is a little bit too blunt for me, even for me. <laughs> but I love this thing that he does in his business. If somebody reaches out to him, for recommendations, keep in mind that he's a multimillionaire, so super busy, right? Somebody reaches out and he takes the time to send a personalized response. If they haven't responded back to his email within a week, he sets himself a reminder and he follows up with them and all he says is, you're not serious about this. And I'm not there yet because that's just a little too presumptuous in my opinion, but I really love the sentiment, which is, I took time out of my day, again, by choice, And you say that this is your number one problem and I'm giving you a solution that might not be the solution for you. It absolutely might not be, but at least try it. And people just completely ghost. People go AWOL and they don't respond. I think that there's one of 20 different things that's happening here, right? Some people never give the email. That for sure happens. Some people file it away, like I said earlier, in order to check it out later. Some people find another strategy that they think is a better fit for them. But there's definitely a percentage of people who want it to be easier. They don't want to have to answer a follow-up question. They don't want to have to dig deep into their mind. And they definitely don't want to take action. So here's what I say. Ask yourself, is my way working for me? If yes, unsubscribe, go back to your business and we don't have to communicate again or we can totally communicate about something else and just not about deep work. If you realize that your way is not working, just try it my way. I've added a note to the freebie that basically says, if this doesn't work, let's find out why. If it doesn't work, that is valuable information about why it didn't work. I know you've heard me say that like 12 times already on this episode and the last one, but I just want to keep reiterating it. And this is true of anything, productivity, coaching, weight loss, a diet, an exercise plan. If it doesn't work, find out why it didn't work. And a lot of the time you'll find you didn't do it. That's why it didn't work. Or you wanted to do it, but something came up or you let yourself get distracted or it's just not your style, right? Find out the reason And really own that that's what's happening in your head. It's not the system itself. And since I'm getting bold, I also decided to add this last P.S. note to my emails that I send out. I said, P.S., 9 out of 10 people will ignore this email. They won't email me back. They won't ask for support. They won't take action. And they won't change their lives. Are you going to be the one who does respond? And with that, that is this episode. So are you going to be the one? Thank you for listening to The Peak Podcast. Your support helps this podcast grow. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend and then head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is so much appreciated, and I will see you on the next episode.